0: Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. And thank you for subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm 12 Kyle. Check this out on this podcast. We're going to take it back to the 1996 NBA draft. There were some familiar names that got drafted that night from Allen Iverson to Steve Nash to Kobe Bryant, to Ray Allen, and many, many more. Some people say that this is one of the greatest NBA draft classes ever. But what happens when you take a look back at their careers and how they were at the time, and if you did a redraft, or in this case, the remix? What I did was on this podcast, I've got the homies coming through. My man, Easy Does It VA, and my boy D. Love Hall. And what we did was we sat down and we did our own draft. We redrafted this class, but we just did the lottery, which is the first 14 picks. So on this podcast, after the break, what you're going to hear is our version of our own 1996 NBA draft. After the break, we present to you the 96 NBA draft remixed on the 12 Kyle podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks again for listening. Thanks again for downloading and subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm your boy 12 Kyle. As I mentioned in the intro, we are taking it back to 1996. Uh, Now, some of you who are listening, you might not have been around in 96. Some of you who are listening may have been around, but probably couldn't come outside. Uh, so for all of you who could come outside or remember this era, uh, basketball heads, this is the podcast for you. Even if you're not a basketball fan, just sit back, listen and enjoy the jokes. Uh, as I mentioned, at the man, we're talking about the 96 NBA draft. And what we're actually doing is we're going to go back and we're going to look at the draft and and just redo the draft. Like who we thought should have gone where and where we would pick certain players based on their. Uh, accomplishments to that point, and also based on their career in the NBA. Uh, so without further ado, let me introduce my guest. Well, really, did not guest. Um, first up, man, basketball extraordinaire. Uh, you heard him on the podcast. He had his own personal run-in with Allen Iverson. My man, Easy Does It, VA. What up, baby?
1: What up, what up, what up? Shouts out to... The 12 Kyle podcast and your podcast voice.
0: Different. <laughs> See, we going there already. <laughs> <laughs> and my other co-host, man, no stranger to the show. You know him. He's got uh, spoken word albums out there. My man D Love Hall is in the building. D, what up, baby?
2: What's going on, everybody? How y'all feeling tonight, brothers? Man,
0: good, 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 man. It's been a minute. You guys know. Uh, For those of you who've been following the podcast, these are two of my childhood friends. Uh, We've talked NBA before. Nothing like this, though. This is going to be a little bit different. So what we're going to do, we're taking a look back at the 1996 draft. Uh, It was arguably one of the best draft classes, I think, um, to go down. Uh, Some have said that it's right up there with the 84 draft. You know, I think that probably remains to be seen. But uh, the '84 draft class with Jordan, Hakeem Olajuwon, and I think it was Barkley. Was Barkley in that draft? No, Barkley wasn't in that draft. Um, who else? Uh, Stockton, and I think Malone was in that draft. It's a couple of Hall of Famers in there. Uh, that draft, and then obviously the 2003 draft with LeBron, D. Wade, uh, Carmelo Anthony, Chris Bosh, um,
2: Darko Milicic. <laughs> I wasn't
0: wasn't, going to make it. (laughs) Uh, So nonetheless, man, we're we're talking about one of the better NBA draft classes, uh, you know, that we've seen in in quite some time. So uh, for those of you who don't remember, uh, I'm going to run down just the draft picks from the first round just to give you an idea. But what we're actually going to do, we're not pick we're not redrafting the entire draft. We're just going through and picking our own lottery picks. So that means the top 14 picks that happened in that particular year. So without further ado, let me read them off to you. Uh, Drafted at number one by the Philadelphia 76ers, Allen Iverson. Uh, At two was Marcus Camby by the Toronto Raptors. Uh, The Vancouver Grizzlies took Sharif Abdul Rahim at number three. Uh, Stephon Marbury went to Milwaukee and was subsequently traded for the number five pick. Number five pick was Ray Allen. Uh, the number six pick Antoine Walker by the Boston Celtics, uh, at seven, uh, the LA Clippers selected Lorenzen Wright. Um, the eighth pick was by the New Jersey Nets. They took Kerry Kittles. Uh, Samaki Walker went nine to Dallas. Eric Dampier was 10 at, uh, Indiana. Uh, the Golden State Warriors took t- Todd Fuller <laughs> uh, at twelve. Vitale Pop- Papa Pinko uh, he went to Cleveland at thirteen. Kobe Bean Bryant uh, at fourteen. Page Stoyakovich fifteen. Phoenix Suns took Steve Nash. Pages Stoyakovich went to the Sacramento uh, Kings. Um, the Charlotte Hornets took Tony Delk at sixteen. 17 was Jermaine O'Neal going to Portland. Uh, 18, the Knicks took John Wallace. At 19, the Knicks took Walter McCarty. And at 20, the Cleveland Cavaliers took Zildronas Uh Coming in at number 21 at the New York Knicks was uh, Dante Jones. 22, Roy Rogers went to the Vancouver Grizzlies. <coughs> at 23, the Denver Nuggets took Ephemite. I think that's how you pronounce it uh, at 24. The LA Lakers took Derek Fisher at 25. The Utah jazz took Martin Muricep uh, 26. Uh, the Detroit Pistons took Jerome Williams at 27. Brian Evans went to went to the Orlando magic at 28. The Atlanta Hawks dr- drafted priest Lauderdale and at 20, excuse me at 29, Uh, Travis Knight went to the Chicago Bulls and that concluded the first round. So fellas, we're going to take it to the top. So I guess before we even get started and I'll start first with you, D what do you remember? I know we talked a little bit before we started recording about, you know, having to go back and kind of figure some things out or look at this actual list of the draftees. What do you remember prior to, I guess, looking at your list prior to, you know, kind of going into a deep dive? What do you remember about this class?
2: Um, a lot of questions, actually. There was um, <clears throat> This was right after KG came out, right? What year KG came out?
0: He came out the year before, so 95. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, so there was a lot of questions about the high school talent at that time. And it was like, you know, a lot of people was thinking, are they going to be one and done? That was starting to be the hot thing. And, and the high school kids were starting to make their way in. And. A lot of question marks. It was almost like, at the time, we didn't know how deep that was, but then you started thinking, like, they were they were willing to take chances on these kids because of longevity as opposed to, for whatever reason, they were saying that the guys that went to college three and four years were worn out. That was a little weird to me, but, you know, I wasn't a GM, you know, and I wasn't really that in-depth at the time. So I, I just remember that at the time, there was a, a whole lot of question marks about the youth movement back then.
0: Mm-hmm. What about you, Zell?
1: Um... To be quite honest, man, um, I would just have to say, like, you know, the, you know, being in the Virginia area, man, the, the AI hype was uh, tremendous. Uh, being here, so, <laughs> uh, you know, a lot of sightings, a lot of, I think D can recall he might have been up here during that time when there were some sightings.
0: Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> some sightings.
1: It, it was. It was just a uh, a lot of hysteria about to be drafted. A lot of Applebee's shutting down the bar. I just remember a lot of that hype going into that draft, knowing that he was about to be, you know, um, um, a top two or three pick. And uh, but we, we saw that he became number one. So that's kind of what I remember, just mostly about that hype around around him mm-hmm. being from this being being in this area.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: No doubt, no doubt. I think for me, it was kind of like. A little bit of uh, this was one of the first years that I can remember where there was like a really, really push for younger players. Uh, <clears throat> when you look at, you know, most of the guys drafted, uh, I don't see anybody, you know, in the top 10 that was a four year senior. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it was right. all, it was that, that was one of the first years that I, I can remember. You know, there were guys before that, like you said, KG and some of these guys you know, underclassmen that were leaving, but, you know, the standard used to be, you know, the Christian Laytoners, uh, those kind of kids who would go and stay for four years. Uh, I think the time I want to say Tim Duncan was, he had not, Tim Duncan I think was just like a freshman or whatever at this particular time, but I know he was at Wake Forest and I remember, you know, announcer saying, well, he's going to stay four years. He's the guy that's going to stay four years. And it was just like, narratives were being painted some of these kids before we even really got a chance to see them shine as to whether or not they were going to stay one years or two years or or three or four years and um, I think that's the first year that I can remember it really kind of being a thing for the youth movement so um, I thought that was one of the things that really really stood out to me in 96. Um, So yeah without further ado I, I guess we should go ahead and get it started so We'll, we're just going to go list each one and talk about, you know, who we picked and why we would pick them. Um, so I guess I'll start it off since it's my podcast <laughs> um, for the first pick. In the 1996 NBA draft, it's obvious I'm taking Kobe being Bryant. Um, now, Kobe, as you all know, at the time, Kobe was coming out of high school.
2: With the 13th pick in the 1996 NBA Draft, the Charlotte Hornets select Kobe Bryant from Lower Merion High School
1: in Pennsylvania.
2: A coming out party for the high school kid.
1: Kobe Bryant, meeting with the approval of that Charlotte fan in attendance here. And, Hubie, this is
2: a guy whose stock has risen every time he's tried out. People like
1: this kid.
0: Well, uh, everyone writing when he first came out, well, he's going to have to bulk up. This guy is 200 pounds at six, foot six. He is an offensive whiz. He's very, very talented. He has all pro moves. And when when you, you look at him, you're talking about a young man with range, He can go off the dribble. He can get his shot. And in every place that he worked out, nothing but raves. No one talking about any shortness or a weakness in his game. Kobe was actually drafted 13th by the uh, Charlotte Hornets and then subsequently traded to the L.A. Lakers. He never played for the Hornets. But um, I mean, I I think I'm going to go out on a limb and say that's pretty much a a safe pick to pick Kobe. Kobe. Uh, obviously, nobody, none of us, and, and the three of three of us who are on this podcast are huge basketball fans. None of us saw Kobe being this great and, um, you know, be, turning out to be the player that he, he ended up being. Um, his accolades are, you know, astounding, so there's no need for me to read off his accolades. But, yeah, uh, nobody knew this kid. I, I remember some hype around him, but... You know, there was no internet, so we didn't know how good he was. I had never seen him play before, and I think I might have seen him in a preseason game or something with the Lakers, and I thought he was athletic as hell. He had he had a nice jumper, but I didn't see everything that we saw, and, and, and you know, much to his, his – you know, he worked at it. And People, you know, really want to talk about Kobe. If you're a Kobe fan or you remember Kobe when he came to the Lakers – you know, he wasn't saw, you know what I'm saying? Like he was somebody who really had to work. Now he was great. I I take that back. He was really, really good, but he had to work to be great. And I mean, everybody remembers, you know, him shooting the air balls in in a playoff game against Utah. And, um, but nobody saw that coming. Anybody tells you that, you know, they saw Kobe as a rookie and said, Oh, he's going to be one of the top 10 greatest players of all time is the damn liar. (laughs) So uh, so, yeah, number one, man, I'm taking I'm taking Kobe, man. Uh, D. Love Hall, your first pick. Who you taking?
2: See, I'm glad you went first. I'm glad you went first because now you justify my second list. OK, that's why that's why I made two lists, because what you just said, it, it, it changes my whole dynamic. my first list is my first pick is also Kobe. And for the exact same reasons you just said. Okay. nobody. And, and you know me. Y'all both know me. Lifelong Lakers fan. Mm-hmm. I hated the pick. Did not want him on the Lakers. Did not understand what Jerry was doing. I did not get it. Um, I didn't want no high school kid. I didn't want no parts that we had Eddie Jones. I was good mm-hmm. with Nick the Dick man next. I was good with all that. The lineup was going to shape up real good. I was good with all of that. Dude came in and put his work in. For everybody who wants to say he was a a snitch, he was an ass, he was bumming his teammates, he put his work in. And that's all I cared about. You know, I didn't really get into the whole Kobe-Shaq feud thing. I hated it, but I didn't really get too much into it because all I wanted was my team to win.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. Dude put work in. You can say anything about whatever he did off the court. On the court, that man put in the work. I respect the work. I love the work. And you're right, nobody saw maybe Jerry. You're right. Jerry West might have been the only person at the time that saw that because anybody else would have saw that. Anybody else, in particular, I think it was the New Jersey <laughs> who picked Carrie uh, Kittles at the time, mm-hmm. I think it was.
0: Yeah. And yeah. they
2: know that you don't take Kerry Kittles over Kobe. Right. You don't do that. I don't, I don't, no, Carrie was nice at Villanova. But if you knew that, if you had any inkling of what Kobe was going to be, you take Kobe over Carrie Kittles. And so that's Hall. how little. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Or, or at least it'd be argued. It right, argue. right, right. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it, it, I, right now, according to how we're going to do this list, my first pick would have been Kobe, too.
0: No doubt. No doubt. Zell, what about you?
1: I mean, I, <clears throat> I think it's, um, you know, based on uh, how Kobe ultimately, you know, his career ultimately went, I think it's a no-brainer that you almost got to put him at at number one. Um um, yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think it's pretty self-explanatory. I mean, he, <laughs> he, he won five championships. He, he was a dominant, you know, arguably the, 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 the one and two, two guards to ever play. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I don't know how you could rationalize anyone else in this draft being number one. Um, to be quite honest, cause I don't think anybody else in the draft won a championship other than, <laughs>
0: uh, Ray Allen. Ray Allen. And oh yeah
1: reality allen as a as a yeah as a, what? <laughs> and
0: i think i think antoine walker won one with the
1: heat yeah Twonko, yeah but i'm talking about yeah but yeah I, but I,
0: I feel you i feel you. you're right yeah there. yeah
1: i mean them, them guys were parts of teams that that you know where if they would not there they still would have won the championship you follow what i'm saying so right. so kobe bryant was was probably the only person was on this that was a a franchise piece um, to, to a championship team. I think it's a no brand. So, yeah, I definitely would go with Kobe Bryant as number one.
0: No doubt. No doubt. Um, so now we move to pick two. Um, Zell, if you're picking two, who is your second pick in the 96 draft?
1: So this is where I'm going to just mess up the whole thing. <laughs> oh, Lord. Here, here we go. Here we
0: go. I thought it was going to be going number <laughs> two. Let's,
1: let's see what this is. Let's get it. And as much as I am a Bubba Chuck fan, what? Bubba Chuck's not gonna be number two for me. Uh-oh. The only reason I'm not putting it's a shame I can't even announce my pick. I gotta tell you why I didn't pick Bubba Chuck. <laughs> wow! 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 wow. <laughs> but but so this
0: is
1: so this is what I was trying to allude to earlier. Being a basketball nerd and a basketball junkie, I, 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 I'm unable to just throw lists together without overthinking. So mm. I overthought on my list a little bit. Then, um, if y'all recall, the Toronto Raptors—that uh, was the Damon Stoudemire, Toronto Raptors. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. and that team was quietly surging. And if I'm and um, Damon Stoudemire might have been the, the the pick the year before. So I'm not so sure if you pick Damon Stoudemire and then the next year you picking picking Bubba Chuck. So just from a GM perspective, I would say Bubba Chuck wouldn't have been the number two pick. However, I think I would have been not seeing what what, what the list ultimately became as their careers panned out. I'm going with Jermaine O'Neal. Wow. At number
2: two.
1: Wow. Yeah, you did that's, that's, just
0: that's a fucked. pull. Yeah, this just got fucked up. <laughs> I'm going Jermaine O'Neal, number two. Yeah, you okay. pardon you potting right now. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Okay, okay. J O J O And I'm
1: kinda and I'm justifying that a little bit. It's a little bit of a stretch. You do have a little bit of redundancy at the five and the four, but but we all know that J.O. lost about three years on his career playing behind Rasheed Wallace and all yeah. these other guys at yeah. Portland, Brian Grant, and et cetera. Uh, I think he could have went to that young team with that movement that they have. I thought that might have been a better fit than an than than Allen Iverson. Even mm-hmm. some of the two guards like the Ray Allens and the Steve Nash's and, and all those things, I think that J.O. probably would have been a better fit. Um, in that in that Toronto Raptors team, so that's my
0: second pick. Okay,
1: Off the okay, grid, we go.
0: Okay, okay. Wow. All now right. this is this is the beauty of the draft, folks who are listening, because you can draft it any way that you want. He's Zell is basically drafting his based on who was on the team, so I'm not mad at that at all. There's no wrong answers. Um, D Love Hall, what you got? Who you got coming in at number two?
2: Um, I'm gonna take his Bubba Chuck pick and put him at number
0: two.
2: <laughs> um, I, I, no, but listen, let me let me be clear. Zeke's reasoning almost swayed me just now. Like that that made sense.
0: Mm-hmm. I just
2: didn't get that in-depth into the, the the GM side of what he just did. But his his explanation makes a lot of sense. But just off the grip of just what they did in their careers and 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 the, the draft that year, I put Chuck in there and, and if push came to shove, if I could get some assets for, for Stardomire, I might have tried to, you know, ship him and get some assets. you know, the, the the ultimate thing that always happened to AI. You get him to a squad, you trade all your assets, you put a bunch of bums around him and, and hope for the best. I might have did the same thing in Toronto. I don't know, but at, at this juncture, without going into too much detail, Chuck would have been my second I'm sorry, Alan Iverson for the, for the listeners. Alan Iverson would have been my second pick.
0: Well, the, the listeners know, and if you don't know, Allen Iverson is referred to as Bubba Chuck. Um, yeah, man, I, I got I to gotta second it, D. Um, Bubba Chuck is like my second favorite basketball player ever. Michael Jordan so I'm I'm taking him too I'm not there's like you said earlier there's no way that you could anybody could justify uh, no matter how big a fan that you are of Iverson's putting him at one he got drafted one you know coming out of Georgetown
2: with the first pick in the 1996 NBA draft the Philadelphia 76ers select Allen Iverson from Georgetown University
0: Um, but yeah, on this list right here, the 96 list, based on what he did in his career, finals MVP, um, Hall of Famer, yeah, his accolades, I mean, they go on and on, I'm not going to read them off, but yeah, I'm taking Allen Iverson at number two, going to Toronto. Um, Coming in at the third pick, uh was the vancouver grizzlies now in the real life they took in 1996 they took sharif abdul rahim uh d you got the third pick who you taking jesus shuttles (laughs) word
2: ray and and let me let me be clear i I, if, if if ai didn't get that mvp i'm not sure if i didn't swap those two in my order that MVP kind of said, and besides the cultural icon he was and all that, I think sometimes Ray Allen's early career, his early athleticism gets stepped on because everybody remembers the Boston years yeah. and the Miami years. But his his early years, he was as athletic as it came at the two spot. So, I mean, I, I would have took, you know, Ray Allen at the third spot. That's just me. I loved Ray you know, even though I hated what they did in the, in the Big East tournament against my boys, but I I loved Ray Allen back then, so I took Ray Allen at number three.
0: No doubt, no doubt. So, what you got?
1: Um, because I snubbed Bubba Chuck. <laughs> 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 Obviously, my third pick of the draft would have been Allen Iverson. Um, some other thoughts that came to mind. You know, when we're trying to pull together a list like this you know being a, a geek and a nerd about basketball i also try to like anticipate you know basic careers who who would i win with
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know like okay. we could we can look at accolades to a point right but at some point you know you drafting and you're looking at well who based on what they did in their, their careers who's going to win me more games who's going to win me championships and, and or at least, you know, win as many games as you can. Mm-hmm. And so some of these factors kind of come into play because as much as I love Bubba Chuck as a talent, we all know there was questions as to the fit in terms of how do you make a six-foot-two guard your right. your, your, your <laughs> franchise player. Right. I mean, because you know, he's not a traditional point guard. So now you've got all these things floating in my head about, Damn, I can't. You know, what I'm saying like I can't win with that. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I might can sell some sneakers, and I might have a dope. You know, uh, uh, you know, arena might be sold out, and I, my, you know, my gate gonna be nice. But can I win? So anyway, those are some other things that popped in my head. And I love Bubba Chuck, but I just know that just how you build a team around them. And I think Derek alluded to it earlier. You know, with somebody who's a volume shooter playing technically out of position. Um, it's going to be hard to surround um, a lot of offensive talent around a player like a Bubba Chuck. This is right. going to be hard because, you know, you're going to be letting them fly. And you're going to be over there standing in the corner, you know, rubbing your hands together, <laughs> thinking that ball like coming bro-
0: your man. way. And it ain't coming. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right.
1: Right, <laughs> it ain't right. So, yeah, I, I definitely, you know, would probably take AI at number three. Vancouver, they really didn't have... Much of anything they was grabbing at straws seemed like the whole the entire time they were in existence. So uh, that that probably would, would have been their little start to their franchise and trying to turn it around. So I, I go AI number three.
0: And and, and quick uh, footnote to that for those of you listening who aren't familiar, the Vancouver Vancouver Grizzlies are now the Memphis Grizzlies. They were in Vancouver as an expansion team along with the Toronto Raptors uh, because people in that part of Canada didn't like basketball and they weren't going to check them out. Um, Yo, are we that old? It, it, it's crazy to think about it like that. <laughs> oh, you know I mean, wow. that and, and what's interesting is how the Raptors actually won a title. And we can remember when there were two teams in Canada playing basketball. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I got to I got to go with D on this one again. Um, Third pick, I'm taking Ray Allen uh coming out of UConn story career and then I mean like you said he he uh he he definitely did his thing in the NBA. Um to your point, Zell, Ray Allen, you you're right. Those first couple of years in Milwaukee, man, I mean he was a he was like a twenty four and five guy a night. Uh very Girl. consistent, very consistent. And like you said, like you said, the people tend to just remember the Boston years, but no Ray Allen was every bit of athletic as you would want him to be and, you know, performing in dunk contests and all kind of stuff like that. Uh, he's known as a you know great three point shooter, but he was, he was somebody who could, you know, really fill it up all around the court. So I I'm definitely taking Ray Allen at three. Um, since this list, <laughs> since both of <laughs> all three of our lists have kind of been shaken up. I'm really interested because the names that I thought, well, with the exception of Jermaine O'Neal, are off the board now. So we're going to the fourth pick. Um, The fourth pick was the Milwaukee Bucks. I'm taking at number four, based on his college career and his pro career, Steve Nash. Damn it. At number four. I got Steve Nash. Steve Nash was drafted first. 15 in this draft not a Santa Clara you know I remember seeing him in college I didn't think he was that good in college uh what no no I take that back I thought he was decent in college but I didn't think he would be the pro that he became uh as you all know (laughs) two-time controversial two-time MVP of the league Steve Nash I'm taking him at number four Zell who you got it for
1: well, you know, once um, you know, because of my JOP, i kind of. I still got you know, I still got a Hall of Fame on my list mm-hmm. and a perennial All Star. So in my list, I'm gonna go and he ultimately end up playing for Milwaukee. Um, Ray Allen.
0: Mm, okay. 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 What about you, D?
2: I think me and you are too similar because I got Steve Nash too. Wow, I didn't think I didn't think you have Nash that high. Because I don't like him like that. Right. But if I look at the list and what he did, even though, like you said, the second MVP was extremely controversial, I got to give credit with credit. the
0: first MVP controversial too? Uh, you or, know, sometimes it just...
2: I, I don't think he did, but, you know, I I don't want to whitewash the whole thing out. I'll just say the second one because, you know, the second one was, well, he had a lot of comp at the top. Like, anyway... His career, his career accomplishments, um, like you said, in college, I didn't think much of him in college, but he, he he got into, he's the quintessence of getting into the right system. Mm. Because we always talk about all these great athletes that go to pro, and everybody can do this, blah blah blah. But if you don't get into the right system, you won't be Mm jack. And that's why people forget about the Dallas Steve Nash.
0: Yes, yes.
2: You know, people forget about those years because he wasn't in that right system for him. And they, they, even though it was hard to believe that the seven seconds or less was going to win, at least that was a perfect system for him to thrive in in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. So they give them a chance, and the, the whole Robert Dory bumping to the table thing. We don't know how the things would have ended up. But Steve Nash earned my respect on the court until he played for the Lakers. But it, you know, <laughs> it's just it, all of my all of my going back there. But um, yeah, he, he he earned it. I mean, I you know, out of this okay. list, it's out of this list, he, right. Steve Nash is my number.
0: Okay, okay, okay.
2: I uh, I thought he was gonna be my shake up, but when you said his name, I was like, Wow, really?
0: Okay, okay. So now we move to number five, the fifth pick. Uh Zell, who you got at number five?
1: So y'all know I gotta always be a little different.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: we see. And I may not be different with this one, but I um the fifth pick for me uh, definitely has has to be. Um, I'm going with my man um, Sharif Abdul-Rahim.
0: Okay, okay, okay.
1: And um, as much as he did, probably did not get the, the the kind of recognition he probably deserved over the course of his career because he played, you know, on teams that. Um, Vancouver for the majority of his career Then to Atlanta And then after that it was pretty much whatever it was um, um, He probably didn't get his just due I mean he was a 20 point per game Guy for You know a good 4, or 5, 6 years And yeah he was, he was Pretty much 20 points perennial every year So I gotta respect Anybody could put up 20 points a game in the NBA 5, 6 years straight I mean that's, that's legit productivity So I gotta right. give him his respect Right. Even though he played in Vancouver, it is what it is. I get it. <laughs> but I'm going with uh, Sharif, number
0: five. Okay. What about you, D? All
1: right. My number five
2: from from, from what we remember back in the day,
0: mm-hmm.
2: my number five is, is my first foreigner, unless you count Steve Nash to Canada shit. But I'm taking Pages Stone-Yakovich at number five.
0: Ooh. Wow. Yeah, wow that's that's deep right there that is a pull yeah. wow i did not see that coming like i
2: said i had some shakes on here much i pager, see i see pager. listen i if you if you take out the fact that in the clutch he might nut up overall he has some cold,
0: numbers he was cold as shit he
2: was he was cold sometimes i mean you know he had moments where if he was in the right place at the right time you gonna pay for it It just that that sacramento team they 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 was full of you know yeah, but yeah, my my number five pick from back then would have been Pager. I, the Sharif argument, I I get it, but at that time and and what Pager did overall in his career, I I I'll go with Pager.
0: Okay, okay, okay. Um, fifth pick. Let me see. I'm going. I'm gonna keep it right here in the A Town. Kid played right up the street at Georgia Tech, point guard extraordinaire. Uh, stefan marbury that's my fifth pick marbury was drafted fourth actually so i'm taking stefan marbury as my fifth pick wow that okay yeah our draft (laughs) our draft boards are looking really different right now (laughs) finally but that's good that's good actually ended
1: up in minnesota so
0: that's yeah it is it really is um okay so for the sixth pick who had the sixth pick (laughs) <laughs> oh, wow. Boston had the six pick. Now, originally they took Antoine Walker. So, D, you got the six pick. Who's coming off the board?
2: Sharif Abdur Rahim, okay, okay. which is why, that's why I was like, damn, Zell was close. He, we, he was real close on that one. If, I mean, Sharif wasn't, I, I five and six for me was a, a little battle, you know, here and there. But Sharif would have been a, a perfect fit for me at that. Like you said, you put up 20 in the lead and you really had no real position. In my opinion, he didn't have a no real position back then. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he he was putting in some work. So I'd, I'd, have, I'd have put Sharif up there at number six.
0: Okay. Okay. No doubt. No doubt. What about you, Zell? You got the sixth pick. Who are you taking?
1: Um. So this was another one that <laughs> I, ended up, uh, I had to kind of go back and try to figure it out. Like, who did they have on Boston? And they didn't have a uh, – they had a bunch of stuff. This was the uh, – the Dana Barrows, oh, David wow. Wesley
0: Celtics. Was, was this the Rick Pitino <laughs> Celtics? Was that it, had the, this, it had to be.
1: had to be. The Rick Fox and, you know, that that was this this little squad. Oh, wow. Eric Montrose. Oh, that wow. was them. So they basically just had uh, a bag full of loose chains. That's what they <laughs> <laughs> had. A crown royal bag in it. Right. <laughs> a
0: bunch of, they had a bunch of dudes.
1: So... <laughs> If I had to go with somebody to shake that whole situation up, there's no really position that I think, you know, they believe in because none of them guys end up being career Celtics, maybe with the exception of D. Brown and, and Rick Fox is probably the, the guys on that team. But um um I would go with uh, I would go with Steve Nash for a lot of reasons that you probably wouldn't think. I would go with it.
0: Okay. But if
1: you think really hard about Boston, Steve Nash would been a great <laughs> 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 well, I'ma just leave it right there.
0: <laughs> you stupid. And <You're> <laughs> yeah, you imagine oh <laughs> And you
1: imagine what the can you imagine what what, what, what Boston would be like? This, this the 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 environment with Steve Nash throwing that ball behind his head and all that kind of stuff.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Red back would be celebrating, <laughs> lighting a cigar every night. Wow! 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 Yeah. Wow! Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, six pick. It's on me. Um, I gotta go. Jermaine O'Neal. Jermaine was drafted 17, but um. I think for this one, I'm moving him up to six to Boston. Um, had a great career. Uh, like you said, Zell earlier, uh, people, f- people forget that Jermaine O'Neal's first, cause he came out of high school, uh, Eau Claire high school in Columbia, South Carolina. Um, he spent his first couple of years in Portland on the bench where he really, you know, really could have shined, you know, given the fact that he came out of high school, but he was so nice and so raw. And, uh, he had a very good career, man. Just, came close to a ring a couple of times with uh you know some of those Pacers teams you know that Pacer team that got into the brawl with the Pistons who knows how that season would have been had they not gotten into that fight but um yeah man Jermaine O'Neal I'm taking him at six um so now we move to the seventh pick seventh pick was uh the LA Clippers they took uh the late Lorenzen Rice rest in right rest in peace um so you got the seventh pick. Who you taking?
1: Um, the seventh pick. Okay, I think for this pick, you know, we still got um. Yeah, I think for this pick, I'm gonna go ahead and and uh let your boy Stefan Marbury get a little bit of that LA sun.
0: Okay, okay.
1: You know, I'm going Steph Marbury. Playing
0: for the races. <laughs> <laughs> <That's too bad. laughs> oh Lord <laughs> D, what you got, man?
2: <laughs> well, um, oddly enough, we 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 you know we're friends. You can tell we're friends. Because my number seven pick is Jermaine O'Neill. I got him close to where y'all have him back. Like overall his whole career, like Zig like Z. His first three, four years, he, he sat behind them guys in Portland, and we didn't know.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, we, we just didn't know. We, we kind of knew. But in high school, you know, anybody with a six 6'5 in high school could chew gum and not fall. They might be nice in high school. Right. But you just don't know. And then when he got to what Indiana, I think it was, mm-hmm. he, you you saw it. You saw the, the footwork. You Actually, you kind of saw it in some garbage time in Portland, but you really saw it in Indiana. I mean, he, he had the footwork. He, he had the, the touch. You know what I mean? He had the aggression. He just never had the, the strength overall to, to to bang, bang, bang like he could have. But yeah, overall number seven, I I'd have took Jermaine O'Neill back then. Okay. At seven.
0: Okay. Um at seven, man, I, I'm like you D I'm I'm bringing in Pedro Stoyakovich. Uh Pedro, okay. is one of the one of the best foreign players, one of the best foreign shooters I think that you will ever see. Uh he he was, I mean, lights out. He could fill it up. From just about anywhere. Uh he shot the three ball really, really well. Uh as you mentioned, D, he was on, you know, those Kings teams that got cheated and came so close. Hey, to say it in my face. <laughs> my- <laughs> <laughs> hey, I ain't gonna say it behind your back. I'm gonna say it to your face. <laughs> we know they got cheated. I mean, hey, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, man, that 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 uh that King squad was nice, man. But they just Other than them getting cheated, I don't think they had the mental wherewithal, and that's that's that Kings team with uh, Mike Bibby and and Chris Webber. I just just don't think they had the mental wherewithal to withstand all that, you know, Shaq and Kobe were bringing. And, uh, you know, looking back on it, Shaq and Kobe had the the championship pedigree. And, I mean, like, they just weren't going to be denied. And, you know, the Kings, they just couldn't get over the hump. But, like you said, Pager, he'd have those games where he could just, score with anybody and then he had a couple of games where he might just disappear so you just you know that part of it but I think overall he had a great career and um he was one of those foreign players I think that really really earned the respect of you know the players here and so I'm taking him at number seven Um now we move to the eighth pick Uh the New Jersey Nets had the eighth pick and they took Kerry Kittles Uh if I've got the eighth pick Looking at this list, I'm probably taking. Antoine Walker, Antoine Walker out of Kentucky, I thought he had a really solid career. He was a guy that was uh, he could do a little bit of everything. And I think that was his g- <laughs> his gift and his curse, because if Tuan was shooting it well, he was going to shoot it. He was going to put it up. And sometimes he would get the ball in the break, and he'd you know be out there trying to go between the legs and behind the back and all kind of stuff like that, and that really wasn't his game, but he had nice handles he could pass, and uh he could definitely shoot and but he was as he got further along in his career, he was just pretty much either hot or cold, right. and he knew it you know early in the game if he was hot you had you had to feed him if he was cold, the problem with Antoine Walker was sometimes he'd be cold. And he- <laughs> He was determined to keep shooting until he got hot. And that's not necessarily the best for the team. But um, anyway, long story short, I'm taking Antoine Walker at the eighth pick. Zell, you got the eighth pick. Who's coming off the board for you?
1: Yep, I agree with you, Kyle, 100%. Um, Antoine Walker is another person that, you know, you got to look at his career kind of within a different lens. He played on struggling teams, Boston, I guess is what, comes to mind that, you know, during those years, Boston really wasn't, they really were not, you know, in championship contention. So a lot of times, you know, their productivity gets kind of overlooked. But for the majority of his career, he was another similar to Sharif in the fact that he put up very good numbers. I mean, shooting percentage may not have been the best, but he did. He was kind of like a 20, borderline 10 guy for – you know, a long time, six, seven, eight years I'm we talking. Really? Um just just never really played on a team that had much chance to win it all until he got to Miami. And and I think at that time I pulled up his stats. He was only averaging like 11, 12 points when he played for Miami. But um and even that was still good considering that he was a instrumental piece to that to that run. So yeah I definitely um you know putting Anton Walker in another situation Better coach, um, whatever you never know, you know how these players can ultimately turn out. He definitely was um, an offensive weapon. You know, you alluded to his ball handling. He was a stretch four, most a borderline three. Couldn't really defend threes, but but he could definitely push the ball, handle it, shoot the three, get to the hole. I mean, he had a pretty. I mean, his game would be perfect for today's game because you know everything is positionless now. He would be an ideal person for the current. State of the NBA. So, yeah, definitely for sure Anton Walker comes off of me.
0: No doubt. No doubt. D, who you got?
1: At
2: my A spot, I got Marbury. Okay. Okay. I finally got Marbury come off the board at eight. I mean, take away the gluey stuff and, and all that craziness, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I have to justify how I slipped on my hey, guys man. around. How man. dare
0: you? It wasn't glue, it was Vaseline. See, there,
2: <laughs> there you go. You're right. Vaseline. I apologize. Vaseline. Um the, the the one year at G Tech, he was he was he was just wow. It was it was really something to watch, man. And then you know his body, he had the strength. And if only him and KG could have found a way, you know, yeah, them man. egos, get yeah, them egos was a beast. But if they could have found a way, man, I'm not saying they would have won a chip in many, but they would have made more noise than they did. Mm. I mean, that was a lot of that was a KG and 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 Starberry at 21 and 20 years old. Bruh. You know what I mean? let's gotta let that sink in for a minute. Oh, matter of fact, no, not even that old. Like twenty and nineteen. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, really, like that. That if they could have found a way to make that work, you know, it it have been a different story. But you know, Starberry for me was just he he had the the, the handles. He had the shot when he went he on. He's kind of like a, a a a walker in a way that when it was on, it was on. But when it wasn't, he was still trying to find it. You know, mm-hmm. um, never really developed into a pure NBA point guard, if you will, but he was still nice with the handles. And if once again, all about the system, mm. if he'd have been in the right system, I believe if he'd have been in the right system, he would have did more work in the NBA. Just my opinion.
0: Oh, no doubt. No doubt. I mean, it, we always say it, we never know what would have happened had they, you know, stayed together. And, and it was just, it's sad to, to, to when you look back at it, because they could have been, uh, something special. Um, So now we get to the, what are we on? Pick nine? Uh, wow, wow, wow. Ninth pick. D, who you got coming in at number nine?
2: Antoine Walker.
0: Okay, okay.
2: <laughs> like I said, you know, we, we're we just friends. We, we're brothers, man. Because our list, even though the, the somebody in here threw a way off early. But overall, <laughs> our list is kind of similar. Antoine Walker, what it came out after at number nine for me. I mean, once again, in college, positionless. In the pros, positionless. And he had some silly moments, if you will. But if he could have just focused. And, and a lot of our picks – I know I'm not the only one, but a lot of our picks going to be a if he could have. Mm-hmm. If they could have. Mm-hmm. You know, because if you think back then, Antoine Walker was kind of silly and goofy. But, man, if he could have just focused that. If they could have focused that, man, who knows what he could have been. But he was still nice. Mm-hmm. And if he would have ever got in shape.
0: Never got in, never got in shape. Never.
2: Never got in shape like that. Had he ever gotten in shape, we don't know. But for what he was and what he did – that's what That would have been my pick at number nine, Antoine Walker.
0: Mm, 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 mm. No doubt, no doubt. Zell, who you got coming in at number nine?
1: Number nine, you know, the gentle giant, very slept on. Even at the time when he got drafted, I felt like he was going to be a significant contributor in the NBA, but I'm going with Marcus Camby. Mm. I, was, I was wondering if anybody was going to have him in the mm. top ten. I'm going with Marcus Canby and not for reasons um, you know, like I think Marcus Canby ultimately was a solid pro, man. I mean, he was a pros pro. Mm. Um, double double guy. Um, you know, I think a couple of years he came close to averaging four blocks a game, I believe. I don't three point seven, three point eight, I'm seeing on this list, but close to four blocks a game and he he averaged double digit rebounds for at least uh about eight nine years 11 plus rebounds wow um never averaged 20 points a game always stayed kind of his first year probably was his best offensive year and then he kind of settled in being a rebounder 10 11 point per game guy solid pro i mean you know i think he would be a good fit on anybody's backline defense rim protector he was that guy and um, um i think he was a solid pick. I don't think his offensive game evolved because he was one of those guys that that back to the basket game was kind of limited. And he had a little bit of a face-up jump shot. Um, but I don't think he ever really perfected, you know, enough of a bag, enough of a repertoire of of, of stuff. You know, his bag was limited. So yeah. – yeah. um, um, and that probably what, what, what hurt him. I mean, if he would have probably added a little more to his game, we probably could have seen his point production – Go up, but you know, you get a max deal, you contribute, you play on good teams, you make good money. You know, some cats is good, they're good with that. So, uh, but I respect it because he played a long time in the league and he was a <laughs> solid. Player.
0: No doubt, no doubt. It, but I, I agree and I echo, echo all of those sentiments, man. I got Marcus Camby coming in at nine, too. Um, uh-huh. I think, uh, he. Bro, I didn't realize this until I, you know, did a little bit of research before we did the podcast. He played 19 years in the league.
1: Yeah, that's crazy to
0: me. I mean, like, keep in mind he was the second overall pick behind Iverson. So he, like you said, though, he had decent numbers. He he had a very solid career. I think because yeah. of some of the other names and some of the other superstars in this draft. He kind of gets forgotten, and like you said, Zell, he's really gentle. He wasn't like he was a six ten, six eleven 6'11 shot blocker, rim protector type of guy, but he wasn't menacing or anything like that. Um, God. he was when he got in when he was in college, actually in NBA too, as well. He was sort of wiry, not really, you know, he was more long than he was big, right. but um, he, he was he was a ball player, man, and, and I think, um I think history will show Marcus Canby had the epitome of a very good NBA career. He didn't win any rings or anything like that. So people, you know, who get caught up on that ring stuff, you'll forget about him. But, no, he had a very, very solid career. Uh, Now we move to the 10th pick. Um, D, who you got at number 10? (laughs) Marcus Camby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I
2: am looking at my list, like can I move somebody around? No. Nope. Marcus Camby is my number ten. Yeah, he's number for everything y'all just said. Marcus Camby is number ten. No, okay. don't need me even boring and listeners for any more of what y'all just said. Same exact reasons.
0: No Marcus doubt. Camby. No doubt. So who you got at ten?
1: Number ten. Um I struggled with this one a little bit. Um because I, I kinda I kinda had a feel to throw somebody else in there. But uh I'ma go with I'ma go with Pager. But Okay, okay. But though, it's a butt. I didn't really want to go with Paige, but I went with Pager. <laughs> <laughs> I went with Pager. Pager played on a hell of a team and the team that he played on, you know, he wasn't asked to do a lot. I mean he 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 did a lot, but he wasn't really required, you know, to I mean he could Hit jump shots that that's was his thing you know he wasn't like you know a, a franchise piece um will he will he be a hall of famer and all that kind of stuff i don't know i, I think the jury's still out on that um i say, I say no yeah so i don't so, think so either so so that's why i struggled i mean I, I, you know he played on a good team and he was a significant contributor on a good team so you know should he make my you know, is he a lottery pick? I don't know. I you know,
0: but I'm gonna go with Pager I go with Page. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, my tenth pick. We 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 were. I was waiting on somebody to throw a curveball. Um, neither one of you threw a curveball, so I'm I'm about to throw the curveball. Uh, my tenth pick. Uh, you know, I didn't see him in college. I saw him once he got to the pros. He was somebody who did a lot of the dirty work. Uh, He played for the Bullets. (laughs) That was the first team he played for. The Bullets, the Magic, the Pistons, the Bulls, the Cavs, and back for the back again with the Pistons. He was the anchor of a championship team. I'm talking about the kid straight out of Virginia Union. Ben Wallace, number 10 pick.
1: That's a good pick. All right.
0: Damn right it is. <laughs> wow.
1: That's a good pick. I mean, I have him on my list, but not in that not that
0: high. <laughs> <laughs> I had to put I, him at 10.
2: I must have misread the list because I didn't even see
0: the well here's here's the key, D. He was undrafted.
2: Ah, you he was, sneaky He was undrafted podcast, you Un- sneaky podcast hosted mother.
0: Undrafted out of Virginia Union, Ben Wallace. So, that's what I got at 10. Um, so, then we go to the 11th pick. Zell, who are you taking out of number 11?
1: Number 11. I wouldn't consider this a curveball, but uh, solid pro. Once again, I'm going to go with Zadrunas Ilgaskis. Mm. Uh, that is a curve. Mm. Zadrunas Ilgaskis. I will encourage everyone to... Uh, Pull up his stats. You might be pleasantly surprised.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is true. This is so yeah. true. You might be pleasantly surprised. This cat. This cat. You know what I'm saying he averaged double figures like his whole career, almost. Like it, he, he was. He was. He just didn't look good doing it. You know what I'm saying?
0: <laughs> <laughs> he didn't. It wasn't flashy at all.
1: <laughs> no, it, it looked horrible. You know what I'm saying?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. D, who you got coming in at number 11?
2: Number no, 11. This is where my struggle started at, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my first year was two, mm-hmm. but struggle. Never through 14 was my struggle. I just started kind of throwing names out there, if you will. Um, oh, my 11th pick was Kerry Kittles.
0: Okay, okay. Kerry Kittles only, out of Villanova.
2: Only because I loved his game at Villanova. I kind of gave him a pass for his uh, not fulfilling his destiny in the pros. I loved him at Villanova. Um, I that 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 New Jersey team he played on. <laughs> I can't say the word no more because I'm kind of striking from my vocabulary. But he was playing with a bunch of news, and I don't know if he really fit that bill mm-hmm. when it was he was playing the Lakers in the finals. I just I don't know if that was his, his, his that was his uh, niche. But um, and then injuries, of course, you know, kind of hurt him. Whatever, mm-hmm. but. And, and Villanova, I just thought this dude right here, man, it, this is 6667, wiry. He was like a he was an upgrade to uh, uh what's the little bum that played at Florida that everybody loves so much. What's his name? I'm a drawing a blank.
0: Played at Florida, uh, Brewer? No, not Brewer. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. He was an
2: upgrade, he was an upgraded brewer, in okay. my opinion. Okay. Same athletic skill, same kind of wiry frame, same kind of game, so to speak, but he was a better shooter. Whereas old Brewer was a better defender, but Kerry Killers he had an all right career. I mean, it wasn't nothing to write home about, but we're at number 11, so who cares?
0: <laughs> I, <laughs> I was going to ask you, because I, I couldn't remember if he was on that team that played against, that uh, Jersey team that played against the Lakers in the championship yeah, or not. Uh, Kobe, yeah, Kobe okay. ate him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kobe. Kobe. It, was,
2: it was personal. It was personal. Of
0: course. Of course. You know it was, um, mm-hmm. because he was dra- there in the same draft class, and you know he goes ahead of Kobe and I mean, Kobe being Kobe, of course, you're going <laughs> to hold that against him. He went, well, you know, also,
2: but you know, there was also a lot of, you know, turmoil between them because of how the agent kind of, you know, did all that, that spewing about the, the, the rumors they did during oh, them. The do that. Remember that? Yeah. It
0: was, yeah, it was, yeah. Some,
2: stuff, it was some stuff with Carrie Kittle's agent that happened along with Kobe's agent that that it was a lot of stuff that happened in that draft behind the scenes between those two that made it personal.
0: Mm-hmm. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, Let's see. Zelda, we get your pick. I got it. Yeah, this is you on the set. I'm 11. Okay. Um, my 11th pick, I'm going with the aforementioned Sharif Abdul Um, Like you said, great. Hey. Yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> great career. <laughs> but he falls from 3 to 11 for me. Um, I remember seeing Sharif uh, play here when he played with the Hawks. And um, Sharif was nice, man. I mean, good dude on the court, off the court, did a lot of stuff in the community and everything. Of course, he's from Metro Atlanta, um, so I like Sharif, man. I like him a lot. Uh, I think uh, he had a solid career, like you said uh, earlier, playing in Vancouver. I mean, it just you just got lost in the sauce, man. I mean, nobody was paying attention to Vancouver, and I think injuries kind of derailed the tail end of his career. But um, I thought he had a solid career, so I got him coming in at number eleven. Uh, let's see. So we go to the twelfth pick, D Lovehall. Who's coming off the board for you at twelve?
2: gosh, Zildrunas Ilgaustis. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. Like
2: every time y'all say something, I'm like, God. Yeah, man, drew I, I had to look his numbers up, too. Like, you know what? As ugly as it was, Z had some numbers. <laughs> Z had numbers. No matter what you say, Z had numbers. So yeah, my, my without really giving too much detail, number 12
1: is Zildrunas Ilgaustis.
0: <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Zell, so who you got at twelve?
1: All right, so this is where it starts getting a little bit hairy for me. So, um, my research kind of ran amok ran at this point. <laughs> uh, at number 12, kind of more of an, a pick kind of way. Um, I'm gonna go with this role player at number 12, and I'm gonna go with uh, Malik Rose.
0: Wow. Um, well, that's a pull. Malik Rose was drafted forty fourth by the uh, Charlotte Hornets. Wow, that's a but. Malik Rose had a good career though.
1: Yeah, that's the only reason I did it because he was a career journeyman. He was a piece. He did everything that nobody else wanted to do, and he took pride in it. And you know, he, he was rewarded by by getting picked up. He was what you call a hard nosed vet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> he, he played for your Knicks, right?
1: Yeah, he played for my, my Knicks. Yeah, he played for the okay, Knicks. Okay. I don't even say my no more. He played for the Knicks. <laughs> Shout out to the Wide West though. We about, be, we, about to, we about to we about to be giving out these bags.
0: <laughs> they do it every year. <laughs> 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 hey, we back this year, baby. We back. The mellow ball, baby. The
2: mellow ball. (laughs) I heard you try to sneak it in. I heard it.
1: (laughs) 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 Never
0: lost. Never (laughs) lost. Oh, man. Can you imagine? Oh, man. That daddy in New York. Wow. Mm. Ooh. Mm. Problems. Y'all can have it. Problems. The Knicks <laughs> don't even have a coach either. Problems. Um. Wow. Okay. Where were we at? We, I done lost track. <laughs> we at 12?
2: I'm at 12, man.
0: Okay. You you gave me your 12, D?
2: Yes, sir. Your okay. Juice.
0: Um. This ain't personal.
2: I got a bad feeling about this.
0: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I don't particularly care for him personally because of some of his antics off the court. But um 12 man, I gotta go with Derek Fisher, man. The dirty Mac. Um <laughs> <laughs> Hey, they don't
1: call him DM for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> dirty Mizak <Miss Act. laughs>
0: Yeah man the Dirty Max coming in at uh twelve for me. Um Derek Fisher, great career. Uh he was originally twenty fourth by the Lakers out of Little Rock. Um no but I think indeed probably can tell you there probably were a lot of people that didn't think Derek Fisher would even make the Lakers squad and really for him to have the career that he had and, and to be alongside Kobe in draft um, and to be with the Lakers and be such, you know, a, a clutch player and, you know, do on all the things that he did throughout his career for the Lakers. Um, it goes without saying he, he was phenomenal on the court. Um, so yeah, I, I, at the 12th pick, Uh, Like I said, I can't speak for him off the court, but but on the court, uh, Derek Fisher coming in for me at number 12. 13th pick. So we're almost done with the lottery because lottery is technically 14 picks. D. Love Hall, who you got coming off the board at 13?
2: (laughs) Dirty Mac. (laughs) (laughs) This is some shit. Yo, D. Fisher's my 13th pick, yo.
0: Wow.
1: wow. <laughs> what is hey. going on here? You, you say, say that guy, very hesitantly.
0: Yeah, he did, yeah. The, I, you know, I, the I Lakers fan says this it. hesitantly.
2: Listen, man. Listen, man. Listen, man. He he don't he don't Hey man. He's dirty man. He did some dirty stuff off the court, but but he was the glue. He was the glue for for, for people who um don't understand. He may not have been like a, a quintessential starter, so to speak. Like when he left to go to Utah, they found out his weaknesses or oh, even OKC. They found out that he was really just a spot-up shooter. But when it came to corralling Kobe's mentality, when it came to make Kobe a better teammate, <clears throat> D. Fish was the, probably the only person that really got through to Kobe 100%. Rick Fox might have got through a little bit. Shaq in his own way might have got through a little bit. Even Ron Harper might have got through a little bit. But the one person that Kobe really listened to and toned his his voice down and his antics down towards his teammates was Fish. Mm-hmm. So I, I give him more credit for that than the actual game because he was not a point guard. He could not handle the ball. He could not make layups. Let's just be real. <laughs> like was he, like he, he couldn't make layups. He missed every layup he tried to take. Go back and look at the tape. He never made a layup. He he made a (laughs) dunk or two, but he never made a layup. Go look at the tape. Tape don't lie. But as far as being the glue that kept Kobe, as far as making sure Kobe don't smack Samaki Walker again, it was D-Fish. So I I put D-Fish at 13 on my list.
0: Okay, okay, okay. All right, Zell. Who you got at 13, man?
1: I mean, I have to apologize. I think I made a slight error uh, when I deviated. To Malik Rose, but I'm gonna keep Malik Rose at 12, and and I'm gonna, you know, I gotta show Kerry Kittles a little bit of respect. He was a top top pick, and he did he did do well. He just didn't play as long as probably his other cohorts. Mm -hmm. But uh, I'm gonna go with Kerry Kittles. I mean, for all the things, I think Derek um, positioned him a little earlier, but you know, he 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 was a solid piece, knockdown jump shot. He can move his feet pretty good. I mean, uh, he was a solid pro. He just he only played like what six, seven years, I yeah, believe. Yeah, that's a problem. Either. Yeah, that's a problem. The injuries kicked mm-hmm. in. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I'll go with Kerry Kittles. I'll give him, i give him his respect.
0: No doubt, no doubt. I got 13. I got um Zill Um, much like you said, Zill, um, uh, he had a crazy career. And I think he was one of those guys that when we look back, We'll say, like you said, if you put the tape on the tape and the and the, the numbers that he put up really don't kind of say the same things, because if you watch them, you're like, OK, wow, he got 20 tonight because <laughs> like he will have like the most <laughs> nondescript 20 points you'd ever want to see. But he was efficient and he was pretty much efficient night in, night out. So I got Ilgaskus at uh, 13, uh, 14th and final lottery pick. Uh, I'm taking Kerry Kittles, Uh, much like you guys said, his injuries, I think, kind of have him have me having him this low because Kittles was originally drafted eighth overall in the the 96 draft. But, um, yeah, for all the for all of the reasons that you guys mentioned, I'm taking Kerry Kittles at 14. Uh, D, what about you? Who you have coming off the board at 14?
2: Okay, so let me just say this. I I, I struggled a little bit. Y'all know I, I had twelve on my list and I struggled. um I put Lorenzo right at fourteen because I forgot I even didn't have my list at all, and I was going through trying to figure out where could I put him at. But Lorenzo right at fourteen that that don't bother me or anything.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: My my but I want to I just want to say my first name I wrote down and had to scratch it out was Tony
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Cause I was like, damn, he was kind of dope at Kentucky, and but he never really had a position because he wasn't a point, and he exactly. wasn't as nice as AI. he was as nice as AI as far as quickness with the shot. So that's why we couldn't give him that. So I I, I scratched him off and put Lorenzo right because Lorenzo was a nice, you know, he he put in some work. Um, once again, injuries kind of plagued him a little bit, and then you know the tragedy that happened, all that. But um, right, yeah, you know, Lorenzo right at 14, that that don't really make my skin cross. so I left Lorenzo at 14.
0: Okay, but
2: okay. but but shout out to Tony Dug,
0: honorable mention no doubt no doubt you're right he uh tony delt really was he was really dope at kentucky but at what was he six feet maybe six one he didn't have the explosiveness as that ai had right so he was really kind of a, a tweener he was a little too slow to play point guard and too short to play two so yeah he was
2: like he was like anderson hunt without a without a better shot at this. <laughs> i mean you would anderson
1: hunt am you're i right. wrong
0: you're right you're right you are so right so who you got at, uh, who you got at
1: 14?: uh, thanks to you, Kyle. And, <laughs> and my ability to Google numbers while y'all talking.
0: <laughs>
1: Cheater' I'm a go in, I'm gonna go with Benjamin Wallace as okay, well. okay? Just to round out the list. He, uh, I, I pulled up his uh stats. He never averaged double figures, but he did average uh, he did average uh double figure rebounds for like seven years, straight. And then uh he just fell off like a ton of bricks out of Detroit, brother. But um <laughs> Well yeah, man. I'm going with I'm going with Big Ben Wallace and uh the Risen Wright and and, and 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 uh Dirty Mac, all them guys get all of <laughs> Dirty Mac.
0: Dirty Mac. <laughs> oh man. So before we get out of here, man, that's we, we, we pretty much run it down, but when you look back at this draft, if there's one player that you can say, like, like you look at where he was drafted and you're like, why? Like, why did why was he drafted that high? Who is anybody in particular that comes to mind? Because, like, I'm looking at draft. And the first person that I see on the draft that I was like, why? Why was he drafted as high was Todd Fuller. I remember Todd Fuller at NC State. I don't remember Todd Fuller being that good at NC State. So for him to be... Drafted 11th by the Golden State Warriors. And for those of you listening, this was the Golden State Warriors. Not the Warriors that you guys know that, you know, shooting threes and shake, shaking and shimmying and all kind of stuff like that, winning championships. These were the Warriors. I Todd Fuller just, even that particular Warriors team, didn't fit what they were doing. And again, I remember hitting him at NC State. He wasn't that good. So for for him to come off the board at 11. Seemed like a stretch to me. D, is anybody that looking at, when you look at the uh, draft list, that you just lie.
2: So number 10 didn't stick out? Eric Dampier didn't stick out to you first? Um, I recall Eric Dampier being much better than Ty Fuller.
0: I remember Eric Dampier in the SEC. He was, pr- I, I, I'm not going to say Donald. He was very solid. He was, because at that time, there weren't really a lot of big men with the back to the basket. He was more of a power forward slash center. And maybe it was because there weren't there wasn't really that much competition as far as people, his size and skill set in the sec. So he put up pretty good numbers. So I remember him in the sec. I thought he had a decent NBA career. I know he, he traveled around a lot Now he might've been on that. He might've been on that first Miami heat championship team on the bench, if I'm not mistaken. But, um, I thought he, I, for where he got drafted, I'm not necessarily mad at it, but yeah, I would take him over, uh, Todd Fuller.
2: <laughs> well, well, apparently so would uh, Indiana because they took him number ten instead of eleven. But right. I'm just saying those two, Todd Fuller, you're correct, but Eric Dampier for me, I don't, I don't really recall him being a top ten.
0: That's
2: mm-hmm. what I'm saying. I'm not saying he didn't have a solid career, but as far as being a top ten, yeah, well, yeah
1: whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't. Um, I agree. I think y'all hit the the two the two the two biggest violators. Um and everybody else, you know, it's kind of the draft is kinda of like this probably in every draft where you kinda of have a percentage of these guys that, you know. Um, so yeah, I think I think those are obvious. And this may have been I'm just thinking about in the nineties without having anything in front of me. It's just that uh, you know, we, we are probably in the transition in that time where, you know, having a seven footer was still in vogue, you know, mm-hmm. still a rim, a rebounder, a shop, you know, a, a, a rim protector. Those things were still valuable assets. Rebounder, you know, even if you couldn't play, those things still were, were considered valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, not so much today. Not so much today. So, uh, so if you don't have no skill and you can't shoot a face-up jump shot, you might not get drafted. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's, it's that serious now as far as skill set. Um, um, so yeah, that those are the two obvious. Uh, so Marky, so Marky Walker, you know, eh, I mean, but he he had a a couple of you know a couple of years where he played well, and then I don't know if it was the was the forties or the. Can't <laughs> say
0: the forties.
2: G- <laughs> 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 <Guess laughs> oh my God! Yeah,
1: but that's that's about it. But those are the obvious ones, you know. Shout out to John Wallace, you know what I mean? People like that. You see him? You see him?
0: <laughs> Yeah, still well, try, still trying to figure out why John Wallace and Walter McCarty, who basically played the same position in college, uh both were drafted by your Knicks at 18 and 19. Yeah,
2: uh, it's funny that you say that because on my original list, John Wallace is number fourteen.
0: Wow. Yeah. Remember Donnie so, Don- Jones at Mississippi State? I don't. I remember him. He was eight, he was <laughs> He was like a six, 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 seven uh swing forward. I think he were. I, I think I remember him being drafted by the Knicks, but I think he ended up in Boston. He was okay. He was yeah. decent.
2: We didn't so we didn't get a little of Roy Rogers? No love for Roy?
0: <laughs> I barely remember Roy Rogers. And I only remember Roy Rogers because of his name. That's it. I know. I know. Um And I
1: think I think this was kinda of the, the the this might have been around the petit no, this wasn't the Patino Knicks. This this is the this was the Patino was in Boston right around this time, was he not? I think so. I think so. I think so. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, man. Yeah, but this is fun. This is fun. This is a fun little little exercise. Yeah, no. And doubt.
0: only and only
1: and only, only giving me two hours of prep time is a little bit.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know, right?
1: And, they, they, and look, he give us he give us uh and he hit us with the Ben Wallace. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Clearly, he had two days of study time. Man. <laughs> uh. I, no, let, me say, let me tell you what i do i i come up with topics throughout the time and i write them down and i just happen to be scrolling and it was something that i emailed myself uh a couple of months ago i was scrolling through my phone i was like okay i need a topic for this week's podcast and i was so i started going through my little drafts i was like oh i forgot about this one i man, let me hit the fellas up so when i hit y'all up i was like okay bet so no nah, it wasn't something i had planned but yeah as, as always y'all came through in the clutch um that's gonna do it for us before we get out of here uh you guys can tell folks where you can where they can find you uh zell you want to tell the people where they can find you at
1: oh uh, on twitter easy does it va instagram easy does it va you know, you find me there i'm not very active but you can find me don't you- so be looking at my friends list on instagram you know what i'm saying <laughs> I'm going to
2: look right now. (laughs) I'm going to beat the game
0: right now. D, tell me where they can find you at.
2: (laughs) Um, D D Love Hall, you know, Instagram, Twitter. Twitter. And um, I'll, I'm going to make this announcement on the 12 Kyle uh-oh, podcast. Uh oh. Uh oh. Yeah, because I ain't sending nobody yet. This is the first uh-oh. time. Uh, be, on, be on the lookout for Zone Out 3. It's, it's in the works. I already wrote my part. We just got to record it. So there it is. Uh,
1: that's a uh, single or is it an album movie. What we
2: talking about? We, well, the, the, the single is going to be on Rose Joint, but I'm working on some new material for mine as well. I'm, I'm getting back into it. So it's time. I got some things I got to get off. It's time you rapping no I'm
1: not,
0: I'm not a rapper i'm not against i'm not
2: against rappers can we not do this?
0: In, in he public? really said like i got an album coming you're y'all
2: y'all 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 know the vibe are you
0: a rapper Things happening i mean zell really uh, asked when you're a rapper
2: because because you start that that's what you be doing you be starting that rapper stuff y'all be like bars <laughs> Drop freestyle. Nobody does freestyles, man. Shut up.
0: Who him? He hot. <laughs> <laughs> like Elway not, all day.
2: <laughs> but no but not real talk, man. I'm, I'm, I'm back at it, man. I, I got the pin. The oh, pin is hot again. I'm back. At
0: it, so, hey, yeah, man, that's, well. up, man. that's that's what's up, man. Yeah. Congratulations. We'll be looking out for Zone Out Three. Uh, for those of you listening check out zone out one and two i didn't know that there was a two but I, I guess i need to find i'm it.
2: not on two so okay, don't worry about okay, two okay. just look at when, and, and we're about well, zone I'm
0: out zone Out is playing background right now um oh wow so, so <laughs> uh yeah you guys know where to find i don't have anything to promote i mean you know i just got a little podcast that's about it you know something like you know um okay. nonetheless <laughs> so that's gonna do it for us i'm your boy kyle so for d love hall and my man easy desert va we'll catch you guys next time five thousand
2: you're...